1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
0: And we are back. Devil's on the Rush, Season 2, Episode 18. I was very close to being very fired up about this episode, Alejandro. Um, it, you know, it was, a, it was a terrific week ended by a car crash uh, <laughs> Friday night is the only way I can kind of describe it. Um, but, you know, all in all, that they had three wins in a row. Then they dropped an unfortunate game to San Jose in and in a big week ahead with the Canadian Western Hockey, you know, trip. But Alex, what did you see this week?
1: I saw some mostly pretty good hockey for the most part, even in that San Jose game. We're going to get into that game you know, in a deeper dive in a little bit, but I thought they played well for the most part. Um, can't really complain with the results uh, other than the Sharks game, but the process has been there.
0: Constantine, good hockey, bad goaltending um, yeah. is kind of what we're seeing here. Um, I mean, we, they, I, I will give it to Schmidt. He did play well on Thursday night against the Flyers. Um, but outside of that, it's been a, it's been just a car crash with goaltending. Um, yeah. They, if they had a, 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 I mean, I feel like an e-bug would have done better on Friday night uh, against the Sharks and we would have won that game.
1: I mean, I think Vanacek could have probably honestly done better. Yeah, but, have, and that, that yeah. time, he needs to start Vanacek there. That's, I,
0: I don't understand why he didn't. It's a, it's a lesser opponent. Maybe that's one game he can get his confidence up. Um, and, Instead, you go back-to-back nights with Schmidt, who
1: absolutely just looked exhausted in that, and just did just stupid plays. Really, yeah, he wasn't sharp. He wasn't mentally sharp, which I think is maybe a little bit of a sign of fatigue. But yeah, it wasn't good.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's get into the Islanders game first because um, this was this was an absolute roller coaster, and I think I texted you um, after the game. The this 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 season's Devils team is like a drug, and I'm addicted. Um, and that, that and we uh, we basically saw that in the third period. Wow, what a roller coaster!
1: Yeah, Michael Blake uh, McCurdy has a chart. Like, um, based on like how wild teams are and the Devils fall in the we may win, but I may die category of... Uh, I did see that, yes. Yeah, I, the Toronto Maple Leafs are the only team that are ahead of them in that category, which is fitting because the Maple Leafs go to overtime every game and they only have five regulation wins. So the Devils, if you're a Devils and Leafs fan, they may win, but you may die watching them. And I think that's very fitting for... That game kind of encapsulates that... Uh, Wildness in their games.
0: I would pay for a seven-game series that was just three on three versus the Maple Leafs. Devils versus Maple Leafs. It'd
1: be crazy. There'd be a ton of goals. It would I be totally just be pure
0: pond hockey at its finest. Yeah,
1: it would be crazy. So um <laughs> but I mean that Isle their team was crazy in itself because they you know, everyone was expecting that to be a win. They go into the third period down 4-2. It's not like they were really playing that poorly that game either. Um, they had some miscues in the second period, I believe. Yeah, the second period that caused them to go down 4-2. Like Colin Miller um, not realizing Matt Barzell fell down. And you get the breakaway there. That kind of changed things in the second period. Um, and, you know, I think you, you would like a save somewhere from Vanacek. I think this was a Cal <coughs> Bucks goal. Yeah, <laughs> now, now buck uh, Clutterbuck's goal was pretty bad. The one he backhanded it, and kind of just like I don't know, I don't even know what happened there. I think it went under,
0: parked in front of the net, and like if if Vanacek was in a proper butterfly position. He would have stopped it, but it went past his pad inside the net. It was on the ice, like it wasn't yeah. an elevated puck. It was, it was just poor positioning.
1: Yeah, that's why it was, when that goal happened, I was like, "What are you doing, dude?" But um, like yeah, the, the Kackinen, the, is that the goalie we played on Friday? What's his name? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, for San Jose. Yeah, Kakenin. He
0: stopped like six or seven of those on Tyler Toffoli. The same same goal that Cutterbug scored like they stopped like I, I tofolia Pilata, you know whoever was in the slot on the power play for the devils on friday night they like he stopped all those so that's like that's our point when we're making like vannecheck needs to make these saves we see other goaltenders across the league making these standard saves and we're not getting them
1: yeah i think like the thing i think with devils fans not all of them sometimes i think the fan base is just a little bit so broken from bad goaltending for like the Really, every year, other than last year, um, that the, they kind of assign blame to the defense, but like, and yeah, I'm sure, I mean, most goals was against happen with defensive breakdowns, but the, the point of having a goalie is to be the last line of defense against a defensive breakdown. And like some of them will end up in the back of the net. You have to make timely saves. And I think it was rough said it after the Sharks game too. Like, were there bad goals against Akira? Probably not, but you need to get timely saves. And the Devils are not getting that. They're not getting timely saves from Vanek or Schmid. So
0: well, let let me ask you this, Alex, because you're you're our stat guru or stat nerd depends if we're on air or off air, what I call you. But <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, but are, are the does Devils defensive metrics, and and I'm excluding goaltending, but like is, are their defensive metrics much worse than last year? Like like I for example, like are 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 they keeping shots to the outside? Are they allowing way more high danger chances this year than last year? Is is there any correlation to that?
1: They are allowing a little more in that regard. And I have natural statric pulled up now, so I can just pull this up quickly. But off the top of my head, uh, I'm pretty sure that their defensive numbers are still pretty good.
0: Um, Here, so it really is the good. So so to to those that think it's the defensive breakdowns. you know, it seems to be this year the difference is just purely the goaltending.
1: Yeah, so I'm looking it up at it right now. The Devils are giving up an average of 2.4 expected goals against per 60 minutes at 5-on-5, five five, which is the eighth best rate in the NHL. Last year, they were, like, top five in that league. So there's a little bit—they're a little worse in that regard, but they're not really— um, Listen, it's you're not top that, it's, not, it's not that significant a difference. Yeah, but you're
0: also you're also top eight, and you miss three weeks of your two top centers, which is yeah. even crazy in itself. So it's not like this team is is playing bad hockey in front of the goalie. It's it's you're just not getting the saves that you got last year.
1: Yeah, and I think there like there are some defensive breakdowns. Like the first, well, we're going to get into the Sharks game a little bit, but there was that first goal of, on Nemitz' first shift, um, the first goal of the Sharks game. Where Timo turns over the puck, he doesn't recover in time, and then Nemitz is kind of like kind of left the space behind Siegenthaler wide open for the easy yeah. the goal. There's stuff like that that you know they need to clean up too. Like when they do give up a quality chance, it ends up being a pretty good quality chance. So I, but like I like Schmidt, I don't think Schmidt should have stopped that goal. To be honest, um, there was the other goals no, in the game. No, but if we go
0: back to the Islanders game, the game,
1: yeah, we're talking about
0: the first Horvat goal on the power play. That was bad, yeah. That was bad. I go- like it wasn't like it like was close to the post. The like, game was, it was in the breadbasket basket. If he got over
1: side to side, like he should have. If you look at, I mean, I'm not like a goalie expert, but if you look at Vanacek on that play, it seemed like he was off his angle. Um, like I to, yeah, there was no reason for that goal to. It like kind of, it almost went through him, or he just like whiffed on it with his glove. Um, I thought he was kind of off his angle there. It looked like his pad was too far inside the post um, on that one. Um, so, yeah, that was bad. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just, I guess it, you know, encapsulates Devil's goaltending to start of the season, and I'll explain it a little bit later in Devil's Dungeon. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. They, yeah, well, I guess moving away from the goaltending in that game, they were playing well, so they ended up getting rewarded for it with a really good third period. Um you know, the Islanders have had trouble holding third period leads this year, too, so that was working in favor of the Devils. But, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much for this team to get back in it. Um, they have the firepower to do it, and they're going to, until their goaltending sourced itself out, they're going to have to win these kind of, we may win, but I may die kind of games, you know, 5-4, 4-3 four, four, 6-5, um, whatever it takes until the goaltending sorts itself out. Um, I might have to start practicing like Reiki
0: or something just to like, not lose my mind watching yeah, these games. You're going to have
1: to do some meditation after these games just yeah. to your, clear your mind or something like that. <laughs> it, yeah. it's, it's been crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, shout out to Curtis Lazar for the game winner with 20 seconds left.
1: Yeah, he's been playing well this season.
0: Uh, also, shout out to Nico. Another goal. Uh, for him in his return, and he's been nothing short of exceptional in his return. I feel like he's been,
1: yeah, he's been
0: good. On the ice um, and just what you come to love from a captain uh, and again, yeah, Jackie boy, like uh, Jackie loves beating the islanders,
1: yeah, he's um what is that seven points in two games against the islanders this year so um yeah, I mean he he seems to he seems against the local rivals, he seems to come up even you know with big games, he does it against the Rangers too. Um, in the Flyers, which we're going to get into in a second, so um yeah, I mean, that was a good win, they needed that one badly, they had to start, you know, they can't just win one, lose one, they have to do these maybe win three, yeah. lose one kind of yeah. thing. Win three, yeah. win four, lose one. Yeah. You gotta
0: yeah. get that groove and then you're then that's where you start stacking the points.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, Christmas is another key benchmark as far as the playoffs. So you wanna you don't if you're out of a playoffs spot at Christmas, you wanna be out of it but like a point or two because that gives you time to do it. If you're like six, seven points out of a Christmas playoff yeah, that's gonna be tough. So they need to do that this it's month There's two, win three last year. Yeah, even if you lose one, try to get the loser point. That can't hurt you. Um, so yeah, they got to do that. So they needed that win badly. It's good that they did. And what was that uh, coming off the Sabres game before right? That was where they won 7-2. So they get a little bit of a two game winning streak here and then they built on it to go uh, into the Philly game. Anything else you want to touch on from the Islanders game? Um, no, I think that covers it for me. Okay, cool on to philadelphia
0: philadelphia uh i was in attendance for this game um yeah the fans are just just absolutely idiotic um but we'll you know i actually sat in some pretty good seats so i didn't have to deal deal with the real philly trash but um (laughs) it was you know shout out to the flyers (laughs) Uh, as Tortorella says, they got balls. Um, I and, this you know what, I, he's not wrong. Like they play hard. Like I gotta give them that. They have not, no skill. Yeah. They have no skill, but they play freaking hard.
1: Yeah, their offense is pretty rough. Um, we saw that in the the, the game, Devil's game. So, um, but yeah, they do play hard. I mean, they're kind of like a typical Tortorella team. They just play their balls off. Um, like he he said in the press conference. Uh, was it last night? I think so. But yeah, it was a good game for the Devils. Like the rare early lead. They get off to a one oh nothing. Rare early lead. Rare two goal lead. Multi yeah, not even a one goal lead. Rare
0: multi-goal lead the game I, I, I was sitting there at the end of the first I was like what do I do with myself I, I, I'm worried like we've never been here before but yeah I
1: mean then they <laughs> did almost blow it so um, I don't know maybe they need to go down in these games early I don't know but yeah get off a uh, good start with the absolute snipe from Alex Holtz um,
0: absolute snipe but to be fair If you ask Carter Hart, I feel like he might want that one back because it wasn't like bar down. It was still, it was still.
1: No, it was it was pretty close to bar down. Yeah, he got it top corner. It was it was a pretty wicked shot. I don't think Carter Hart could have done much about that. Um, I think it was a nice play by McLeod to set him up on the zone entry. Fantastic drop
0: pass by McLeod. Yeah, I
1: think Colin Miller even got the rush started on that one if I remember right. So um, yeah, it was good that they got off to an early lead, and then you know. When we get the Jack goal a few, a few minutes later, um, that came on a shift where the Devils were hemmed in the Flyers' zone pretty bad. And then uh, I don't remember who got the pass, uh, the two-on-one started. I think it was Dawson. Sure. Yeah, with a nice judge pass to start the two-on-one, and Jack sniped that one past Carter Hartford, two-nothing lead. And, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't even, like, a question. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. He just, like, he blew by, was it uh, Sandrum? I don't remember who the Flyers defenseman was on that play. But, but. He, he, like, as soon as he hit the blue line, he was past the defenseman, which yeah. was kind of like, wow, this guy's
0: got jetpacks. Um, and then, yeah, just far side past heart, It was, it was, it wasn't even a question.
1: Yeah, it was. It like, pumped, like, you know, she just, awful. like, put it in. It was like, all right, standard business here. Yeah. Off the post and then and two nothing lead and things were looking pretty good for the rest of that game. Um, yeah. And then you go in and into the
0: what well, we have to talk about the incident, right? Yeah. And then you go into the second yeah. with a five minute penalty, uh, major. Um, Hathway plays hard. Um, I that one's on the referee in my eyes. Uh, yeah, I agree. It was a bad hit and it was after the whistle. But in in all fairness to Hathway, there's no way he's
1: going to be able to pull up. Yeah. Like the, when, when when the hit happened, I was like, Oh, that's a five minute major. And then after the game, I watched it again. I was like, Yeah, you know what? I think five minute major was a little a little bit too much. Like it should have been two minutes because he does need to pull up there halfway, even if it yeah. um, you know, I think two minutes would have been perfectly reasonable rough uh,
0: or something like that, but um the optics obviously were bad because Luke goes to the dressing room immediately. So I think that played into the decision. Yeah, uh, for sure. They,
1: part... they probably thought he was hurt. It turns out he was just going through concussion protocol and he said he was fine after the game. So,
0: yeah. Um, I was worried for broken collarbone, separated shoulder, similar, maybe something that Jack had. Um, but, uh, you know, at the, at the start of the second when they were coming out, I was just like looking down the down the locker room was like, do I see 43? Do I see 43? Do I see 43? Oh, there's 43. We're good to go. And I think I texted you. I was like, He's yeah, back.
1: yeah, <laughs> you know, Amanda Stein and all the devil's reporters were, you know, tweeting out that he was back. So that was good news um, for sure. Because the they, was Dougie out for that game already. Yeah, he was. So. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Um, Yeah, they couldn't afford to lose uh, Luke for that one. And and to be
0: quite fair, I think they missed Dougie in the Flyers game, I thought, because there was points in that game where they could have absolutely taken over. And if Dougie was on the second unit of the power play, um, I think that would have made a huge difference, especially on the five-minute major.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. The five minute major, they could have blown the game open there and just put it to rest. But, you know. But the
0: second unit was so
1: lost uh, with Colin
0: Miller. And it's not Colin's fault. Like, the guy's barely even played 10 games with the Devils yet um, because of his injury. But, uh, and you can tell he's got a wicked shot, but he just doesn't have the puck moving ability that Dougie does.
1: Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, I mean, I think he'd be, I mean, now with Nemitz up on the team, you want him doing the second power plate unit. But, um, don't get uh, me wrong. He's yeah. he's very serviceable in that role. Yeah, I mean, Miller had a forty point season with Vegas, so like he's definitely capable of. Um, you know, and he shoots the puck. He's not afraid to shoot it. That's for sure. He, he reminds me a little bit of Ryan Graves, and that just right handed Ryan, Ryan Graves, Colin he, Miller. I, I would argue
0: he probably has the hardest shot on the team.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, at least. Dougie's shot's pretty hard from the defense. So Dougie, I
0: feel like Dougie consistently just gets 90 mile, 92 mile per hour shots off. But, and this is me actually looking at statistics. This is not, he, Dougie averages top 10 uh, speed in shots, but Colin Miller has a higher ceiling. Yeah, I see what you If that makes sense, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but I do agree with you that, I agree with you on that, and then I do agree with you that, um, yeah, the second power play unit was definitely different without Dougie. I mean, Miller is just not, he hadn't had any reps with it. Um, I thought he did okay, given the situation, but... It's so shocking to see Nemec just step into that role in the Sharks game and
0: get two assists.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been playing it um, you know, in Utica. So, yeah. yeah. But it's still so, different players, different... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, know, sure. different in Utica, right? yeah, no, that's definitely true. So, um... But, yeah, I mean, the Flyers game, you know, everything was looking good. They go, Flyers get one back, make it 2-1. Then the Devils add. I think Tyler Toffoli, yep. Yeah, Tyler Toffoli, power play, goal 3-1. You think, okay, we got this. Um, And then Sean Walker scores on, like, a seeing-eye shot from the point.
0: So they actually, uh, it it looks like they've uh, updated that to Forrester. Forrester had second and third
1: goals for the Flyers. Oh, okay. So I didn't, I mean, I watched that. I didn't really think Forster touched it, but um, I guess he did. So. I, I, it yeah. looks, I'm just, I just have. Yeah, to. Yeah, no, I mean, they must have looked at it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Forster gets it off the Sean Walker, Um. you know, point shot. And then, I don't know, the Flyers, or the Devil's penalty kill. Um, yeah, that's become a problem for sure. I think they, I think both of they might be a little bit of a factor on that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. um, I think that's definitely a factor as well on the penalty kill. But they're they're what I think around seventy five percent on the penalty kill now. So they they need to get that sorted out um, at some point. If they just they don't have to have like an elite penalty kill, but if they're you know get it above eighty percent, um, that's where you want to be. Um, Show was how good the power play is. Yeah, exactly. So they got to figure that out. They give up the power play goal to tie the game three three, and you're thinking to yourself, oh well. Ah. Yeah. I'm telling you what, I'm thinking myself, fuck. Yeah, like, they can't. <laughs> bl- this is, you know, after the two last wins, you don't want to blow this one, but um, three on three, we that, get huge that, to huge.
0: Next to me, they're screaming, going wild. And, like, I, I'll be honest, I was actually pretty respectful. I didn't stand up when the Devils scored um, for three goals. I didn't say up when the Devils scored for three goals.
1: But the Hughes, yeah, Hughes to Hughes. You, you <laughs> stand enough for
0: that. All bets are off. I yeah. mean, like, I almost took my shirt off. Are you kidding <laughs> me? I found every Devils fan within 100 yards of me just giving <laughs> hugs and high fives because when you get Hughes to Hughes in Philadelphia, all bets are off.
1: Yeah, and that pass from Jack was right on the tape for Luke, and Luke made no mistake about it. <laughs> so um, smooth. So there you go. There's your three-game winning streak, with you know, which is what the Devils need to do right now, win two, lose one, or win three, lose one, something like that. They get the three wins, a little bit of a winning streak that they needed since you know the Jack and Nico injuries. And uh, you're feeling pretty good about yourself going into the San Jose game the following night. Yeah, what, just, just oh, no. one more thing.
0: How many times do you think they've done that together, like on the pond in Michigan? Like how uh, many probably times? a
1: lot, a, a lot,
0: yeah. And it's Quinn that's uh, Travis Konectony in that situation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know that no, for sure. Um, <laughs> they've, they've definitely had some practice doing that. So, um, you know, watching them at three on three together is a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I mean, even without Luke and Jack on the ice together, they're just a great three-on-three three team. So, um, and,
0: and the, the, because you could realistically, you could probably get two really good three-on-three three lines uh, with this Devils team, in the sense that you could have like a Jack Jesper Luke with like a Nico Timo Dougie, and
1: like wow, yeah. That's that's another unfortunate part of Dougie being hurt too. Is when they go to three on three, they have less options there. So you probably, I don't know how comfortable they would be playing Nemitz at three on three right now. So you're probably going to be like seeing John Marino and Colin Miller get some three on three reps until they either find another. The way or, damage is playing offensively,
0: it would almost be a shame not to use him in three. Yeah, three. But the
1: problem is you have to be really sound defense. It's man to man in three on three, so you better be. Yeah, what I think is easier to. Easier I don't know. Something rough like zonal
0: defensive nut job shit they got going on back there.
1: I guess. I guess that's true. Uh, we'll see. That's a guy. You stay with them. Just easy enough. Stay with them. Yeah, we'll see what happens when they get in another three-on-three situation. If Nemitz is still with the I'm team. overtime game out West. Yeah, they probably will. I mean, uh, the Vancouver game should be fun. We'll get into that when we preview the week ahead. But I mean, the, the Edmonton game might be 10-11. Yeah, I mean, between the two teams' goaltending, <laughs> the, the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. Yeah, that's exactly. that's Devils and Oilers goaltending. So, um, Yeah, that that's going to be... If you got guys on your fantasy team who are Devils and Oilers that game, just make sure you're starting them. Starting yeah, yeah, start everyone. Then, now that we've said that it's probably gonna be like a one-nothing shutout in overtime.
0: Even the Canucks, because the Canucks can put up some some goals. Yeah, we'll
1: get into it when we preview the week here in a little bit. But um yeah, yeah. That's right. all right. Uh T
0: okay, Sharks game. All right, like honestly, I'm just so frustrated with this game because they should have won it. It was just like one of those hockey games. It was A, it was two things. They got goalied a little bit, Kakkenan played really yeah, well, Yeah, he was really good. And then our goalie sucked just <laughs> yeah. sucked balls yeah i mean every time we scored it was literally 30 seconds later they came back and responded it was, it was so deflating um and this was the fisherman family game too where you know we uh were able to uh trade in the season tickets for a box so you know the whole family's there ready to go friends got you know everything going and uh
1: yeah. an absolute freaking egg. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't think they landed egg. I thought they played. Schmid, the, the goalies. Yeah.
0: Schmid laid an egg. And I, I texted you that like mid second or third period. I go, this one's on rough because there's no way he should have started Schmidt back to back nights. Yeah. But he tells you, especially with how much. He stopped 47 shots tonight before. Forty seven shots against the Flyers team. Not to mention how many shots, how many block shots do we have? Hold on. And the Devils had 14 block shots. So he still had to make plays on if my math what sixty one shots? Sixty shot attempts? I mean, what are we doing here?
1: Yeah, and the thing is he's never played in a back to back situation before and he also hasn't like time. Time, and it's that, and then he just hasn't played that much this season. So, like, he only made like four starts, I think, this in November, and then there was like a couple relief appearances, so he really hadn't been playing much. Then, all of a sudden, you're gonna ask him to go back to back after giving 47, uh, you know, facing 47 shots the night before. Uh, like, if you don't have confidence in Vanecek to play play against against the Sharks, yeah, yeah. now like that's a big problem here like you would think even against the sharks that like Vanichek would be able to play well enough to get you and then, based on what schmidt you know i think he gave up five goals on 1.5 expected goals or something like that like you're telling me i know vanichek has been terrible this season but you're telling me Vanichek couldn't have been at least a little bit better than that i think he probably could have so they had
0: mrs fisherman going but they only have 12 shots why do they have five goals
1: yeah, and Mrs. Fisherman's not a, a you know a big hockey fan here, so like <laughs> she even realized that <laughs> the goaltending was terrible. So um, yeah, they were bad. I, mean, I think the one, the one, the two goals where he should have done better was Anthony Duclair's first breakaway goal. Todd Cordell mentioned this in his takeaways from the piece uh, from the game. And then the fifth goal, he just put the cover it, just cover the puck. Why are you putting it back? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's playing. He just like he like blockers it out or like on the ice too. I think he uses his blocker to just like paddle it out and right to the oncoming sharks attacker, which was Mikhail Granlund, I think, on that one, right? Um and he I like yeah. I think you could say yeah. Nevis and Luke Hughes.
0: Yeah. A real sniper in Granlin.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is makes it even worse. Um you could say that Luke Hughes and Nemeth should have done better on that play, but like, I mean, I think it's more on Schmidt to me. I mean, just like cover up the puck there.
0: Defenseman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't really think it's on the defenseman. I think it's more on Schmidt. that Like, he just, he knocked a puck. He basically had the primary assist on that goal. Like, what are you doing? Uh, that was bad. And it was what, 4 3 at that point? They had just scored to make it 4 3, I think. And then we're like a minute or two later. <laughs> I he just it was, I think it was, he it was literally 40 seconds later. If he hadn't played the night before and he was just you know I think that's a sign of fatigue because if he were you know rested or hadn't played the night before it was Vanacek in Philadelphia I think he would have probably made the the right play there but I just don't think he was I think he he might have been tired. It's hard to explain for sure without Knowing you know what he was feeling that night, but he definitely didn't look dialed in like he did against Philadelphia. That's yeah. cool.
0: at the time it was five goals on twelve shots. Yes, he was tired, Alex.
1: Yes, yeah, I, mean, I I think that's definitely a factor, and I I don't know. I I didn't tweet it before the game. I just said I was a little surprised that they were starting Schmidt there, but really, what I was thinking in my head is, why are you doing this? Yeah, um, like I thought this, the the Vanecek you know that's like a get right spot for him like it's the sharks and obviously hindsight is 2020 um but you know you could like i mean it's i don't think it's unreasonable to think that Vanacek could have played better that game than akira schmidt
0: well and the, and the other thing is is and, and and just to go to the reverse they had 47 shots
1: and they had the sharks had 31 blocked shots the shot attempts at all strengths that game were 103-39. to 39. Yeah. This is, I was not happy after that loss. I was pretty infuriating. And, you know, I know Devils fans are saying, oh, what is Schmidt supposed to do on all those goals? I don't know. Make a save. Yeah. you make a save. That's your job. That's your job. You're supposed to make a save. Even Lindy Ruff. Lindy Ruff does not, cri- you know, criticize his goalies after games very often. And she- I very much
0: good at deflecting from, you know what Lindy's very good at? He's very good at anticipating what reporters are going to ask negatively. We've seen it with the Smiths. We've seen it with the goalies. He's very good at saying, well, I know you're going to say this,
1: but I'm going to say this. Even, yeah. if, even if we know he's full of shit, what? he's still going to say it. I think this is his way of maybe criticizing Schmidt a little bit. He said, were there bad goals? And I mentioned it before were there bad goals that game? No, but you need timely saves. So that's way his way of saying, Hey, Akir Schmidt did not play well last night. Yeah, politely
0: yeah. saying, wake the fuck up.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I will see what they do with goaltending. Now you're in a dilemma because Schmidt had a good start, but then he just kind of wrecks it with the next night it was a terrible start. So you don't know how his confidence is anymore. And then you passed up on Vanacek, uh, against the worst team in the league for the guy who faced almost 50 shots the night before. So y- y- who knows what he's thinking now. So what are you going to do? I would think Vancouver game is going to be X, but who knows how he's feeling at, any- at this point. So yeah. No, I don't think they're going to go back to Schmid. Um, I mean, I don't know. They have three days off in between games, so I guess it's possible he's going to be rested. We'll see what the things look like at practice the next couple days. Who's taking more?
0: You am to give him the same treatment they gave Vanacek. They gave Vanacek a shot at taking the net after some pretty bad clunkers. Uh, a, yeah, that's, that's fair. He got an extended run where it was like, oh, they got to go to Schmidt tonight. No, Vanacek in the starters net. So if... if if they're going to try and give Schmidt a legitimate chance of taking this net, which I think they should, he's got to start in Vancouver.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, personally, I think I—if uh, it were me—I would try to go back to Schmidt. But I think they're going to go to check that game. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's very. It's an interest, like now that Schmidt had the bad start on Friday. Like now you have a you have a decision on your hands. But the,
0: the thing is, Alex is is we're in the point where we need to win games. Yeah, may give you the best chance against Vancouver if you want to go back to Vanacek. You have Seattle the following two nights later. That's a good point.
1: Um, yeah, I agree with you there. I would personally go back to Schmidt. Like I said, but I think Lindy. I don't know with Ruff. I
0: you're, you're, you're completely right there the guy just you know so i think he puts the line up in a blender To
1: yeah and we'll see what i mean they obviously talk about it i think it's a collaborative effort they talk about it with the goalie coach I maybe Fitz and brodeur are involved too that's how they just run things here so uh we'll see what the decision is tuesday night um on maybe, maybe we have a new goalie by the end
0: of the western hockey trip
1: yeah i mean Maybe a new goalie, maybe a new defenseman. I don't know. But um, yeah, that Sharks game was infuriating because it was a game that they should have won. And I think they let them down for sure.
0: I think if they come out with a losing record from this Western hockey trip, he's got to make some move.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's a trade um, or it's a coaching change. I don't think a coaching change is on the table because they know I don't think
0: coaching coaches. changes because you can't put goaltending on Lindy.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Edmonton, you couldn't put the goaltending on Jay Woodcroft, and they still made a move. Oh, who's it? So GM? Holland. Yeah, Ken Holland. Yeah, and Thomas yeah. not Ken Holland. So. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Fish I mean, a on same thing with Minnesota, too. I mean, their goaltending was terrible. They fired Dean Evison. So um, I think goaltending, most coaches get fired. Uh, to me, it seems like when coaches get fired, it's because their goaltending really sucks. Um, so I don't think Ruff is... I mean, they just give him an extension. I, kinda sure I think they'd be... I'd be pretty surprised if they moved on from him before Christmas, uh, even after Christmas. I don't, I don't know. I'd be really surprised if they... Fired I don't. Think, like, I don't think. I think they know that the goaltending sucks and it's not on him right now. So
0: look at the five on five numbers, which Lindy's in charge of. They're eighth best in the league. So you're yeah. really going to fire that? I mean, who are you going to go to? I mean, like that's Woodcroft. The
1: other thing. If Woodcroft were available, like if he can talk to teams, it would be Woodcroft. Um, I don't want to get into this like too big a discussion. Right now. I don't think it's, it's really worth. Yeah. Like, unless someone says like his seat is like one of the big insiders are like, yeah, his seat is kind of warm. Then you
0: know, I we mean, I haven't even heard a sniff of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, guys, I've been telling you this for weeks now. If you haven't signed up to Alejandro's new Substack, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Even like. I don't even know why you listen to this and you're not reading that. I mean, they complement each other perfectly. So get out there. I, he's always got specials running, so get out there, sign up. It's the best, it's the best written content for New Jersey Devils hockey. Yes.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Right now, just a shameless plug, the discount rate's at 30%, so you can get it for four hundred and nineteen a month if that's an option that appears to you. Perfect stocking
0: stuffer for the family. You've got plenty of friends, family in, in your ecosphere that you can give this as a gift. Perfect gift.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like, you know, if you like, if you liked one of my stuff at the hockey writers before, you know, it's the same thing I've been doing at the sub stack, just, you know, my own thing at this point. So uh, yeah, I appreciate the shout out. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Now with that being said, you have another piece, I think coming out today or tomorrow about potential trade targets for the New Jersey devils. We won't get into all the juicy stuff, but high level, Give us a couple of names we're thinking about, at least from goaltending, because that seems to be the common theme here.
1: Yeah. So I'm, um I'm basing it off on uh Chris Johnston and Frank Saravalli's initial trade boards. So goaltending, I mean I've I've written about Jake Allen already, so I'm not I talked about him a little bit in this piece. I didn't spend too much time on him though, because I did a full like uh piece on the substack a couple of weeks ago that you could go take a look at there. Um one goalie that I had on my list even before they played the Sharks was Capo Kakanen because he's on, uh, I think it was Chris Johnson's trade board. He was in like the top 20 there. He's a pending UFA, um, this summer. So I would think given the, you know, where the Sharks are in the standings that they're going to trade him at some point, um, his save percentage is not great. It's 896, but he stopped 3.3 goals above expected that just talks, you know, t- speaks the volumes of how bad the Sharks are. Um, I think he'd probably be worth taking a flyer on. He's 27 years old, it's like Jake Allen. He's 33. You know, another person that was uh, another goaltender that was on the trade boards is James Reimer, but he's like a short-term fix. He's 35 years old. Kakanen could be a long-term uh, fit if he comes to New Jersey and plays well. So, something to monitor there. You know, and then defenseman. Zdorov obviously got traded to Vancouver earlier this week, so he's off. What's the return there? Do you do you think it's because Fitzy really wasn't in on Zdorov and
0: he's really just in on either Hannifin or TANF? Uh No, I think it's because
1: it's uh, right? I think it's because it's New Jersey wanted the um, uh, Flames to retain salary, and the Flames had no interest in doing that. That was the same thing got as it. Toronto, so. Toronto wanted both Zadorov and Tanev, I believe, and they they wanted Calgary to retain on those guys, and Calgary was like, yeah, not happening. So I still think uh, Fitz probably looking at Tanev and Noah Hannafin. Personally, I think Noah Hannafin's a better fit for the Devils. I think their left side is pretty weak with Siegenthaler, Ball, and Luke Hughes. So if you get Hannafin there, um, really to be move Kevin Ball down the line, but I don't think he's cut out for a top-four role. You get Hannafin, he has a little more puck-moving ability, which they need with Dougie out probably months uh, with his surgery. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to go into every name, but... Uh, yeah, the side what was that? Like, I mean, at this
0: point, you're almost moving Luke to the right side now, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's started there this season, so you could do that. I mean, that's uh, no problem. Then you'd have a right side of Luke, Colin Miller, and John Marino um, with Dougie out, so that would be... Pretty solid. And then you have Ball as um, Luke's defense partner. You can throw Brendan Smith in there from time to time. Um, Then you have Hannafin and Siegenthaler on the left side. I think your left side's a lot better. If you have Siegenthaler, Finn and Ball as your three, than what they're running out there right now. So, uh, yeah, those are some of the names that will be on my list. Not all of them. I don't want to mention all of them here because I would like you guys to subscribe as the Fisherman just add, you know, our shameless advertisement before. So, um, but yeah, those are some of the names that I'll be looking at.
0: Nice, yeah. Um, I, I, and as I said, it's, I think it's be heavily dependent on this West Coast swing.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, Fitz, um, or not Fitz said, but I think it was on one of the recent editions of uh, Insider Trading, Pierre LeBron said that the Devils would like to add some physicality to the back end, but they want to find their A game first before making any trades. <sighs> All right, let's uh, take a quick break. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hey, everyone. Alex here from Devils on the Rush. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. We have a big slate of games this Monday night with a couple of big matchups. The Dallas Stars take on the Tampa Bay Lightning with both teams basically even. The Lightning are at minus 110 on the money line, while the Stars are at minus 110 at the money line as well. The Pittsburgh Penguins and Philadelphia Flyers take on each other in the Pennsylvania Turnpike with the Pittsburgh Penguins at -135 on the money line and the Flyers at +114. At West, we also have the St. Louis Blues and the Vegas Golden Knights. St. Louis Blues at +180 on the money line and the Vegas Golden Knights at -218 on the money line. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on hockey it's code thpn only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl the crown is yours bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance gambling problem call 1-800 gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 8778 hope ny or text hope ny 467369 in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. I have Boot Hill, Hill, Co- Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility. And deposit restriction terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023, all rights reserved.
0: And we are back with our three favorite sections. First being Stat Attack. All right, Alejandro, you want to kick us off with Stat Attack this week?
1: Yeah, so I'm going uh, with something uh, for Andre Palat. Um, I know he's not, you know, Devils fans' favorite player because um, of that contract, which I understand. But he's been playing pretty good hockey. Um, and it's
0: AJAC. It really That's just what it is.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, but he's been playing pretty good hockey. In this past week, he had a 67.11 expected goals percentage, which is third on the team to Nico Heischer and Simon Nemitz, who only played the one game, but it was a pretty good one game for Nemitz. If you're curious what Nemitz's uh, expected goal share was for that one game, it was 67.94%, so pretty solid NHL debut for him. Uh, Palat also had, uh, he only had the one goal this past week, but I think, you know, if you look at uh, his game log here on Hockey Reference, he's been scoring. What has he got? I think. If it was load anytime today. He's got seven points in his last nine games, so he's been playing good hockey. Um, is he ever going to be worth the $6 million contract? Probably not, but he's contributing in a top six role right now. And the, the line of him and he shirt and just for bat has looked really good uh, since, you know, Nico came back. So I think there's more positives in Palat's game this year than negatives.
0: You know it's kinda weird, it's like they actually seem like they've got three like really pumping lines right now. Um and it's really encouraging and, and I think that will only continue once Holla gets back and you can put I mean there's an argument to keep McLeod on the third line and put Holla as the fourth line center.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Um I have concerns with Timo mm-hmm. Meyer. Uh just anywhere in the lineup right now so it'll be interesting to see how they're gonna move him around um once everyone's healthy i mean ruff said that they're expecting holla to travel out to western canada so he's probably not far away from returning i think you're dropping mercer down um i think you got to keep mercer where he is because he doesn't he doesn't produce outside of of being with the line on jack uh, outside of being on jack or nico's line so i think you got to keep him up there to get something out of him it's gonna be I guess it's a good problem to have, but we'll see what happens.
0: I listen, I think you can, I think a line of Mercer, McLeod, and Holtz is, is quite dangerous. And I think you need to get Timo going. You've, you've got too much invested not to get Timo yeah,
1: going. It'll be interesting to see what I think he, he needs to play better first, though. He's just not playing well. So I think his line. Lineback-
0: well, first of all, he's been back one game.
1: Yeah, but no, no, no. I'm talking the whole season. He's not, yeah, not, he's not had a good season to this point. So we'll see what they do with him.
0: He has been collecting points, though. So it's like kind of weird, but he hasn't had that like dominant, I've taken over a game
1: performance. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. I think he'll get going. We'll see. Yeah. I think uh, he needs patience there. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. My side attack. So I know a lot of Devils fans are probably freaking out. Uh, they're 11, 10, and 1. Um, you know, they're above Hockey 500, but they're truly 500 and a big couple, you know, a huge month in December. But if we look at a lot of the public models, and shout out to CJ for tweeting this one, Evolving Hockey still has them making the playoffs at 85%. The Athletic has them at 81%. Hockey Viz, which is run by a bunch of drunks, has them at 58%. Who I mentioned earlier? That's Micah. <laughs> <laughs> <my guess>, right? <laughs> Hockey Viz has them at 58%, and Money Puck has them at 72 So most logical thinkers have them uh, still making the playoffs at a very high clip. So, um, Yes, maybe some concerns they have right now, but now that we got the big guns back, it, it's showing that we can, we're still better than most teams in the NHL at playing five-on-five five, um, if we didn't have to worry about goaltending. Yeah, it's just a matter of getting saved. <laughs> it's a matter of getting saved, but my point is, is like even if goaltending doesn't improve, I still think there's some way this team probably figures out how to get in the playoffs. Uh, but... Um, yeah, I I think we're still we're on the right path. You got yeah, all the boys back, they're moving forward. The
1: thing is, looks like the cutoff for the playoffs is gonna be pretty low again. Last year I think it was ninety two points, got the Panthers in and the Islanders in, right? Yeah. Um, so looks I gotta take a closer look at this, but I think in Division you might be able to get in at eighty five. And yeah, I mean, yeah, if you look out West, I mean, it's just ridiculous right now, but yeah, I think the cutoff in the East could be like 91 points again. So that should, it's not going to be like a couple of years ago where you needed a hundred points. I think those days are, that was a one-off. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll take, I think, you know, you mentioned hockey viz. I think they have the cutoff at 91 and a half for the Eastern conference playoffs for both the Atlantic and Metropolitan. So um, yeah, I think that will definitely work in the devil's favor that they didn't, Probably if they get like 94, 95 points, they should be okay. But uh, it's still a long way to go in the season. That could change. So we'll see. Giddy up, boys, is all I got to say. Yeah. We may win, uh, but I may die. Expect a lot of that (laughs) moving forward. Yes, yes. Um, All right, should we hop into the dungeon? Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. uh, I'll kick us off this week. Um, I know where you're going (laughs) I'm very angry at Lindy because yeah, of Friday. I'm, I'm I'm dead. Dead. I agree. Like, we should be on a four-game winning streak. That's all i got to say. That game was so winnable. You just had to make the simple decision of starting the goaltender that didn't play the night before in OT and stop 42 fucking shots. You're in the dungeon, Lindy. Sorry.
1: I agree with that. If you hadn't gone, Lindy, I probably would have gone with him. Uh, I tried Vitek check last week. Didn't work. So I'm going to try his goalie coach this time. Listen, that's the problem. Yeah, I'm going to try David Rogalski. I don't know how much he's to blame for the goaltenders being terrible this season, but, you know, I, I do this out of love. Please fix the goalies. Um, I think they will Please. sort it out. We'll sort it. I think they will sort it out in time, <laughs> but, like, we've got to get it going here a little bit. so a nine hundred save percentage. Yeah. I'm not going to 910. The average is like 902 this year. Like we're just asking for someone to put a 902 save. <laughs> it's funny before that Sharks game, Akira Schmidt had gotten his save percentage up to 904, and he had stopped a little bit uh, more. I think he had stopped basically what was expected of him, like maybe a little bit more than that. And then he goes lays out that egg against the, the Sharks and everything, falls back to, down to below that. So like we were close. We almost had one with Akira. Um, so I'm hoping you know Bogowski You know, you're in the dungeon. I'm doing this, so out of love, again, please fix the goalies. Um, And we'll find out if they go out to Western Canada and have, like, three shutouts. uh, I guess that means Dave also listens to the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Wow. I I think this might be the first one where we've double coached it.
1: Uh, Yeah, I can't remember another time we've done that.
0: Yeah, so, hmm. But they're not in the hot seat. We've stayed oh, that yeah. earlier. This is, this is just tough love from Devils on the Rush. Exactly. All right, let's move to the three stars of the week. Um, you want to kick us off with your third
1: star? Yeah, so the third star of the week, uh, I'm going to go with, I was going to say Luke Hughes, but I thought Michael McLeod had a really good week.
0: Um, There's actually him. a few options we can go with here. I'll have a couple honorable mentions, I yeah. think.
1: I think Luke Hughes would probably be fourth for me, um, partly because of that overtime goal, but I thought he had a really good week um, in the the Islanders game beforehand. And then uh, the Turner, I think it was, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, anyways, Michael McLeod, uh, third star of the week. I thought he's playing really well. They're still keeping him in a top nine role with Eric Hall out. He had a couple of points. I think he had it pulled up a second ago. Yeah, three points Great this week. So. Goal. Great goal on Sorokin. Uh, yeah, Sorokin. He had the nice setup to Alex Holtz in the Flyers game. And you know, you get the stout two way play from him too. So um yeah Michael talk McLeod. About
0: something that's like kind of finding their stride like later in their career. Right.
1: Yeah, was a, um who's a top pick. Yeah, was a top fifteen pick what back in like two thousand sixteen and uh, he's 7th, found a role that's a for himself, which is nice. Well, when you can skate like the frickin' wind, yeah. Play driving has gotten a lot better too. Like some of the, the work he does in transition to the neutral zone this year has been really impressive. I
0: was just going to say that watching him, you know, it, it, I don't know what you call it in hockey, but like in basketball, when you kind of do a crossover and go by the defense, yeah, right? he's doing a lot of those cutbacks and then accelerations, which um, has made zone entries for his line. Uh, a lot easier.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, he's playing really well right now um, For my third star, I'm gonna go Curtis Lazar
0: um, I a game-winning goal against the Islanders. Um, I think he's playing well um, He's just he's just playing hockey, you know, there's no other way to describe it He's just playing good old-fashioned hockey um, a little bit more of an unsung hero uh, his defensive stats are, are great um, and, you know, you always thought of him as a fourth line winger, but he's been, you know, except for the Sharks game, he's been consistently playing top nine minutes in a third line winger role um, and great on the four check. Um, yeah, I just got to give some flowers to Curtis.
1: Yeah, that's well deserved for him. Yep. Uh, who's your second star? Start with Dawson Mercer, he had a good week. I think two goals and two assists of um yep, that's correct. Two goals and two assists. Um like at this point for me, I think we kind of know what he is. Uh he's a top six winger, um, but he can't drive play, so he needs to be on a line with either Nico or Jack. I could if Timo Meyer ever gets going, you could probably make an argument to put him on like a line with Timo Meyer and I don't know. I guess McLeod is the third line center. I think they even tried that last That's season.
0: A fun line.
1: That could be a fun line. So, um, something to try moving forward if they want to look at it. But he's playing better than he was at the start of the season for sure, and starting to find the score sheet a little more often, which is good to see because um, you know, you want both Holtz and Mercer to be complementary players and contribute. Uh, at to this point of the season, really, it had only been Holtz who was contributing. But now he's starting to get a little more out of Mercer.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I think for me, my second star of the week is going to be Nico. Yeah, um, it was really good this week too. Yeah, I think Nico has been clearly what this team's been missing. Um, even with all his injuries, he's still going into the corners. He's still beating the shit out of players. He's still playing that two hundred game, and he's picking up points he's had a point in every game he's been back except the san jose one and you can argue he probably should have had a couple points uh, with goals that have weren't converted i remember this one i think it was in the third or the second he had a ridiculous backhand cross ice pass um and i think one of the players whiffed on it or a great save but um you could just tell he's he's hit the ground running since being back
1: yeah, he's looked really good since coming back so I agree. Yeah, and, and he's been unbelievable from the dot, I believe. Um, yeah, so,
0: yeah, it's, it, it, his, you know what's been yeah. noticeable? Also, his penalty killing. Yeah, I, I got to say, he's, he's great on the penalty kill. And the power play. I mean, I, I just can't stop. I love him. Um, <laughs> all right, who's your first star?
1: I'm pretty doc, sure we right? this, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. And, yeah,
1: <laughs> he had seven points this week, so his stat line was fucking nuts this week. Like <laughs> all strengths, and he had seven points, but all strengths, he had twenty-four. He had twenty-four shots on goal in three games. I think he's going to
0: take his shot over
1: Until the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, twenty-four shots on goal in three games. That's an average of eight shots on goal. Who's your, buddy, who's your buddy that runs the uh, other sub stash? Todd Cordell. Yeah, Cordell's big on
0: shot, shot totals, yeah. betting
1: shot totals. 42 shot attempts, 24 scoring chances. I mean, he had a ridiculous week. Um, that's why, like, even with the, the crap goaltending, when you have Jack playing at this level, like, you're probably going to find ways to win games, like, 4-3, 5-4, or something like that.
0: He yeah, against the Sharks. He just, like, popped in his own, you know, top, top cheese, and that was it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. Pretty terrible game up until that point, let's be honest. Shark team? Did... Came... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I tweeted. Like, he he was awful, and then he scored the goal. It's like, he may be having an awful game, but he'll find a way to find a spark. That's just how good he is. Mm. God, I love that man. He
0: is so good. <laughs> he is so good. At... He's got 30 points in 17
1: games. Yeah, He's, right? I mean, if he stays healthy, then that's the season 100 points <laughs> <is> easy. <laughs> And he missed two weeks. I think oh he's, he's on pace for, like, 130 points or something like that. So it's pretty crazy.
0: <laughs> and Sarah goes, and and, and oh, actually the guy I went with, uh, he's a decent Flyers fan, but, like, loosely doesn't follow the league that much, and he's there. And I was like, see, 86, like, that's the only player you need to watch tonight. Like, I promise you, like, if you're going to watch anyone tonight, just watch 86. And and he's like, but, yeah, he's tiny. Like, are you are you sure? I was like, yes, I am positive. Yeah, just like
1: he may be five ten, like 180 pounds soaking wet but yeah it doesn't
0: matter <laughs> and then he comes out has you know a goal and a ridiculous assist to his brother to yeah. in the game um all right let's look at the quick week ahead i mean we've kind of done this throughout the episode but um we've got we've got the western swing now it's not just the western canadian swing um, and it's kind of odd because they, they've replaced Winnipeg with Seattle now. It seems with a lot of these trips. Yeah, they already did the Winnipeg trip. So yeah, they're, 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 it looks like they're parlaying Winnipeg, Chicago, and yep. Minnesota together yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so regardless, this is a trip I want to do uh, in my lifetime. I want to start in Edmonton, uh, start in Calgary, go to Edmonton, and then take the train from Edmonton to uh, Vancouver. Um, and through the Canadian Rockies Got the glass ceilings it's, oh, it's that be, Yeah that must be amazing Something I want to hit um, But they're kind of doing it in a funky order this year Because they're starting in Vancouver And then going down to Seattle Who has been struggling um, Calgary obviously we know their woes And uh, Edmonton we know their woes They're not They're winning some games I mean David's putting up ridiculous points again But it hasn't been All as perfect there
1: no. Um listen, if you like goals, um you're going to see them on this trip for the most part. The only goalie that you should be, you know, a little bit scared of is Thatcher Demko, but Seattle's given up goals, Calgary is giving up goals, and Edmonton they just give up they've been better lately, but they still given up goals. So expect a lot of offense on this trip unless the Devils' goaltending figures it out somehow. <laughs>
0: Seasons, the Edmonton Devils game has been much wa- must-watch hockey.
1: Yeah, there was that uh, thriller last year in Edmonton that kind of like started the third game. Get the
0: third goal to tie it. That was oh yeah. Was like,
1: oh. And then so um, yeah, it's gonna be. F- I, mean, I hope you stay up late. I know a few of these games are at ten. I, the Calgary games at four p.m. I think, right? But the uh, the rest of them are, I think, late night. Both are four.
0: You have know, Calgary uh, and Edmonton both at four back-to-back days. Is that Saturday, Sunday? Uh, let me get the trusty old calendar out. So it's the 9th and the
1: 10th, so yeah? Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. yeah. the 10th is Sunday, so 9th and 10th. Is, yeah, it's Saturday, Sunday, 4 p.m. That's nice because oh, nice these 10, nice. PM, those really 10 nice. p.m. games uh, could be kind of rough if you have to stay up and write about them afterwards. So uh, that's good that there's not... So Seattle, Vancouver must be 10 p.m. All right, I, I can definitely work with that. That's no problem for sure. But yeah, I mean, I think this the Western Canada trip is always tough. The Devils did sweep it, if I remember right, last year. Right? They were the first time yeah, they annexed Canada last year. Remember? Yeah, that's right. They did an annex Canada last year, um, and they swept the Western Canada trip. I think obviously that's a little unreasonable to expect that this time. But what are you four games? So eight points available. I think you want six out of eight points from this trip um six points yeah i think you you get it yeah i was just going to say that it doesn't matter how you get the six points you just need six points out of this one uh they're going to need goaltending to show up again the boston uh, yeah that's right they play boston i think on the 14th that wednesday or something like that yeah 13th yeah whatever that wednesday is so um, yeah, you need, I mean, Boston's been a little bit, they've come back down to earth a little bit recently, but that's still a really good team. So,
0: also saying Zaka for Hollows, the greatest steal in NHL trade history, is
1: absolutely absurd. Yeah,
0: shut the hell up, yeah. go away.
1: Yeah, although it has, I mean, he's got like 12 points in 18 games this year, too. So, it's just it's kind of ridiculous, but, anyways, um, yeah, they need six points out of that Western Canada trip, and if they come out of that. Uh, if they come back home with six points, I think you should be pretty happy with that. Um, the thing is, they will need goaltending to show up in Ed- Edmonton. And Vancouver... Oh, so, like, I got the team's numbers still pulled up here, I think. If
0: goaltending in Vancouver, where it's going to be a long night because that team could put the puck in the net.
1: So, the thing is with the Vancouver Canucks is, yeah, they're, they are doing a good job of... All right, so they've improved their five-on-five numbers recently. They're, like, basically break even in expected goals. But, um... Yeah, I mean, you, you're going to need goaltending in Edmonton for sure because that, I mean, Dreisaitl, McDavid, I don't really need to say much more about that. And then, yeah, Vancouver, they can put the puck in the net. The Devils are a much better 5-on-5 team than the Vancouver Canucks, and I'll you know, cover all this when I do the previews for the games on the sub-stack this coming week. But, uh, yeah, you need goaltending to show up in a couple of these games. There's going to be some firepower. Even Seattle, who, you know, they got some injuries, I think, right now. Jaden Schwartz is out for, like, six weeks, if I saw that right. You know, They they can still score. They got some good scores there. So, um, you know, whether it's Schmidt or Vanacek, you know, I put Rogalski in the... De- I think about these things. I put Rogalski in the Devil's Dungeon for a reason. So, you know, get, get things going here this week.
0: You think Luke takes a run at Quinn?
1: No, nah, probably not. That's, that's going to be fun to watch all three of them on the ice at the same time. But no, nah, they're not going to take a run at each other. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, yeah. You
0: know, who, 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 What I think it was 32 thoughts or someone was talking about if you had a u.s olympic line of just native hues and kachucks
1: i didn't see that no yeah, no, it was it was it
0: was a great thought though. Like if you had both Hughes brothers on the back end, you had uh, Brady in the center, and then you have Matt and Jack on the wings. That'd be that'd be an unreal line.
1: That would be pretty crazy. I mean, the U.S. you know it's good that they're doing this little four team tournament coming up, but I would like to see like a getting back to the Olympics. They really got to do that. So
0: yeah, I mean, U.S. is stacked.
1: Yeah, U.S. Canada game. The U.S. could definitely be favorites to win the gold the next time. I think so, um,
0: especially with the unbelievable DNA of the Hughes family. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, all right, I think we've covered it all. Uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, shout out to Michigan. They won the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, uh, I know uh, the sign stealing. Stuff. I know everyone hates Michigan now, and understandably so, because of the science dealing thing. But.
0: You know, it's a fake scandal, because if college football just opened their eyes and just actually... Allowed the players to wear uh, the helmets. The house, that
1: um, have- <laughs> yeah, it would be
0: like, the same it, thing. Yeah. It's a fake scandal. This is a fake scandal. Every
1: team steals signs. Yeah, it's well. First of all, sign stealing is legal in college football. It's just the scope Michigan went to to steal signs, like it, sending that guy Connor Stallions going to like games to like. Steal. Don't
0: make it legal and then complain when people actually are good at it. That's all I'm going to say.
1: And, yeah, I don't want to say too much about it, but I mean, they beat Ohio State and Penn State. You know, they still. With Jimmy at, at home. Yeah, it's not like the Astros thing. That was, you know, it was a little bit more. Uh, oh, I mean, first of all, it was illegal, and the guy was wearing. Yeah, uh, they went to bigger not- lengths. Than Michigan did for yeah. sure. So, but anyways, yeah, thank you. Um, I've been I've wanted Michigan football to be good like my entire life. In these last few years, they've been pretty solid. You to so,
0: watch the Jets game this afternoon?
1: I'm gonna watch it, but like I have like a very limited threshold of when you know like. Let's put it this way. They're on thin ice with me right now, so it will not take much for me to turn the game off. They've fallen through the ice for me. Yeah, so yeah I done. understand that. I, I think I'm pretty much done with them for this season, too. So, um,
0: Anything else? Anything That's else? Quick at this? I'm telling you right now, the college playoffs coming out in 45 minutes. Uh, I'm telling you right now, and this is how it should be, even though it might not be. It should be Michigan. It should be uh Washington it should be Texas and Florida State
1: yeah I have the same teams except I have Bama in over Florida State I this is definitely not I mean by the time you guys listen to this podcast you know the the rankings will have come out but um yeah it'd be interesting to see what they do I mean this is not a straight Forward as it is most years. So
0: if you put Bama in over Florida State, you're telling the entire fan base that the regular season doesn't matter because you're excluding a Power Five conference champion that went undefeated.
1: Listen, as a Michigan fan, I hope Florida State's the four seed because Michigan's going to be the one seed in Florida State. (laughs) I wish for because they they're going to get their quarterback back, and that might be a. uh, a He got. I thought he was done for the season, Jordan Travis. No, but the second string. Oh, yeah, still, want... I mean if they had Jordan Travis, I'd be like, Yeah, that'd be a problem. But I, I mean i r I'm from as a Michigan fan, even if they get their second string quarterback back, Florida State, I'd much rather play Florida State than Alabama. Alabama is much more talented. Yeah, much more more they have way more athletes than Michigan. Yeah, so.
0: but, but my thing is is like what you're gonna ding a team because a guy got injured? I mean yeah. what
1: happens like, Yeah, that's good to
0: me because like imagine if if you if the NFL had the same thought process and said to the Philadelphia Eagles all those years back, oh, Carson Wentz got hurt. You know, you're not the best team. You, you, you know, you're going to have Nick Foles playing. Oh, you, you can't be in the playoffs. Look at them. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah.
1: yeah. So we'll see what happens. It's, um, for, I usually don't watch the selection show because you usually know what the four teams are going to be. But this one, uh, there's a little bit of drama this year for sure. Absolutely. All right.
0: Uh, I think we've we've covered everything and we've gone long enough. We'll be back.
1: We probably... Sometime. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, two weekend games next week, so maybe the maybe Monday. Maybe we record after the Edmonton game. I doubt it'll probably be that Monday. Yeah, 12th. that's what, oh, I, was thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, so, yeah. too. So, Yeah. Anything to say, Lucille? Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I was wondering if we were going to get the Lucille uh, guest. I
0: think she just woke up and realized that I was in here. Because <laughs> usually as soon as I sit down here, it's
1: automatic. Yeah. No, I haven't took this long to get into the episode. Yeah, you taking a little nap there?
0: Okay. All right, well, no one wants to listen to this. All right, have a, good, have, a great, have a great rest of the weekend. Let's go Devils. Let's go Devils.